It's the Top Secret Blog Expose. Come listen to what we say. Things that are on your mind. Things of most every kind. Top Secret Blog Expose. Come listen to what we say. Things that will be such fun. I think Matt just made a pun. Top Secret Blog Expose. Top Secret Blog Expose. Top Secret Blog Expose. Hi, welcome to Top Secret Blog Exposé. I'm Matt. I'm Mark. And I'm Nate. Hi, Nate. Nate's joining us as a co-host. You may remember him from last week's episode where he proved a valuable guest and thus earned himself a co-host role. It's both Um, an honor and a privilege. Nate also wrote the intro and outro to our podcast, which is awesome, and you just heard it. A song um, not a book. What? It's not a book. They make they may get confused with the other podcasts, you know, with writing. No, this podcast is not a book. Well, I know. No. I know, yes. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Readings for losers. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first thing we're going to do today is we're going to guess Nate's Myers-Briggs personality type. If you're not aware of the Myers-Briggs personality type, you should figure it out because it's interesting. Let's... Uh... Start with the first one, I guess, right? The first, uh, we'll go category by category. Right, right. We'll try to work it out. Now, I guess the first okay. thing we need to know is, is Nate introverted or extroverted? That's what we'll try to determine. He's a mechanical now, engineer, so I would, I, you know, I would assume introverted. Introverted, huh? Well, he's more extroverted than me, but I don't know if that's, that's a lot. You're pretty introverted, Matt. Yeah, you're pretty introverted too, Mark. Come I'm, on. I'm very introverted. We're, we're both, <laughs> hey, hey, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so let's go with introverted. Really? Is that our? Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe we should split on this one. Are you, are you going with introverted? I think, Mark? I think percentage wise, he's, I think he's into introverted, but I think he's on the border. I would bet. On the border. Okay. Well, I'm gonna bet extroverted. All right. Then we'll see. All right, that's part one. Next part. Is he intuitive or sensing? Is that the other option? Yeah, that, yeah sensing's the other option. Uh, intuitive. Mm, I really don't know what the difference between them would be, so... Well, Matt, do, why don't you read... Do you have the definitions for him, Matt? You can no, read them Nate, for our viewers. I, I think, know them in my head. I, I think, can explain them. Can you explain Int- the difference between sensing and intuition for me? Yeah, intuition audience. is a naturalistic way of understanding things. Things come immediate to you. Like, stimuli from the world are immediately understood by you. Okay, so it's like it sounds. They're not like crazy words. No, no, they're very natural words. Okay, and okay. sensing means you sense things. But you don't have an intuitive grasp of, of the meanings of things. I would, I would say intuition, too. For Nate. Yeah. yeah. He is an engineer, yeah. after all. I, I mean, think all, in, his all engineers music, are... His music, you can, you know... He comes up with that right away. He he pulls it out of the ether. That's true. Okay. The next one is thinking or feeling. Do you think it's thinking or feeling? I would I would say I would say thinking if it weren't for the music. Cause he, you know, I, I, I'm touched often by his sound. So Uh-huh. And because he's feeling you feel him? Yeah, I, I do feel him a little from the distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. 
Yeah. So I'm gonna go Mark, with feeling. Your distance. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, okay. I'm gonna go with thinking. Why is that? Uh, well, he is an engineer. Oh. He's a he's a smart dude. So you think he's just like us? No, I say he's extroverted. Come on, oh, Mark. Oh right. Well, I. You're stereotyping based on engineering. Damn, That's the whole point of the Myers Briggs is to stereotype people. <laughs> okay. Right. I guess it's the big one now. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, judging or perceiving? I would say perceiving. Oh come on, judging obviously. Really? Yeah, he's a, he's an engineer, not a scientist. Stop! Stop stereotyping. He works at a power More. plant. <sighs> he's not. He doesn't work in a court. What's his name? Well, you're both honor, judging. Your honor, Nate. Come on, Mark. I know. <laughs> I know. We're both in J's over here. I. I'm just saying. The music. <laughs> the music. He's. It's not judging music. I don't feel. You, sad you think it's perceiving to him. music? Yeah. Oh, okay, so my fun, final guest was ENTJ. E-N-T-J. What about you, Mark? Mine was uh, I-N-F-P. INF-P? INF-P is, okay. what, is Nate, what we like to call it. What is it for real? The actual Myers-Briggs score for Nathan Hogan is... Extroverted. Damn. Intuition. Yeah. Yes. Thinking. Haha. Damn it. And perception. Yeah. Oh, I was so close. Whoa. I was three quarters of the way there. I won. I beat Mark. Oh no, Mark, did you tie me or did I beat uh, you? No, he, you, you it, did Mark was two for four and you were three for four. Yeah. All right. Well, at least I'm closer. I get, I, I get the so prize I, this week. I, I knew he was, I, bet I, I thought he was on the border. So, you know, I, fine, you win. You win this week. Excellent. Which one was I on the border for? I thought you were on the border for introversion, extroversion. Did you? Did no. your score give a percentage? I was. You're very I was. I was dominant and extroverted. Oh. Okay. Ooh. And the only one that was, the only one that was pretty close, I think, was the, uh, thinking feeling. Okay. Hmm. That, okay. That's where we differed. Also. Yeah. And I got it wrong. I was. Oh. I was thinking, but not by a whole lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Should we should yes. we reveal ours, or is that a secret? I, I already revealed them, oh. both. Oh, okay. Oh. Mark and I are both in J's, in case you missed it when I was talking about it, like Mark. <laughs> Gosh, what a jerk. Gosh, come on, Mark, keep it together. I was busy thinking. Come on, come on! All also, right. Mark, speak loud. <laughs> hey All right. <laughs> no, it's being creepy. Okay, so the next topic for our show is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nate, take it away. Wait. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power! Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Is that copyright right. infringement? Mark, we don't care. Okay. Okay. So this week our topic is about obscure Ninja Turtles characters that may have been on one or zero episodes. And I thought I'd ease you in with a, with a character you may be familiar with if you'd ever watched the cartoons as a child. And this character goes 
by the description of the Swamp Stompin' Ragin' Cajun Gator. Wow. His name is Leatherhead. And he was in the video game. He was. He was featured in the video game, in the original cartoon, and in the comic. So. Wow. He's known for his Cajun accent. His vital gators, gator-tistics are his accessories, including a turtle trap, a swamp gun, which looks like a pistol grip shotgun, and a jumbo gumbo belt featuring herbs and crayfish. His birthplace is the Florida Neverglades. <laughs> Height, 12 feet, 4 inches, and a weight of 871 pounds. His favorite food? Cajun Spice Turtle! <laughs> Description for Leatherhead. While scum skulking through the green slimy depths of a rank Florida swamp, a garden variety gator swam through a streak of orange mutagen. Faster than snap, crackle, and crunch, this grinning gator mutated into Leatherhead, the biggest, meanest reptile ever to hit the amphibious circuit. Rippling with super mutant strength and swimming ability, Leatherhead enjoys just a pinch of turtle between his teeth and gum for two, true chewing satisfaction. This garbage can gourmet fills his gullet by trapping turtles, tenderizing them with a blast of his swamp gun, and mixing in a bag of red hot Cajun spices. Leatherhead is the undisputed king of the swamp and could be the next sultan of the sewer when Shredder drafts him into the dreaded Foot Clan. I guarantee! Wow, thanks, Nate. That was a great reading. And uh, we'll look forward to more obscure characters from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the weeks to come. All right. All right, our next uh, topic of discussion is the parkour video I made. Um, oh, sweet. About an hour, a year and a half ago with my brother. And uh, I think Mark's... Now, this video we posted to YouTube, and uh, it has 6,000 views already. So we're, we're pretty viral, you know? And climbing. And climbing, yeah. For those of you who are unfamiliar, parkour is about jumping around and climbing things that are found in towns and cities, like parking garages and railings and... Train yards. It's about... It's about keeping it real. Yeah. It's about keeping it real. It's about, it's about stepping up your flow. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. It's about rhythm. It's about rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. It's not about letting the man tell you where do you can jump up trees. It's kind of like skateboarding, but without the skateboards. So, really lame. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, uh... So, my brother and I, our video we made was a parody of parkour. Although, you'd be surprised from the reactions on the internet that people would know it was a parody. So maybe it was a poor parody. Um, so I think Mark's going to read some of the comments. Now, keep in mind, the swear words in these comments have been replaced with names of fruit. They, they were pretty harsh. We, they were, this was the only way to soften the blow. Um, yeah, so I'll otherwise start, I break down. I'll start with some of the, uh, the easier ones. Um, so... Uh, 
please go mushroom yourself while you still can. Um, Come on, Mark, a mushroom's not a fruit. <laughs> it's a fruit. It's a fungus. The, yeah, it's like the fruit of the fungus. The fruit of the soil? Yeah, it's the fruit of Mother Earth. Okay. Well, we'll we'll let it slide. Okay. This next yeah. one, this this next one's very simple. Um, it's it's merely honey melon. Oh. You don't want to know what that replaced. Yeah. Um. Okay. OMG. So cool. Not. You guys really apple. You should get pineapple in your pear for making such an asparagus to parkour, and to America. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of people felt you were insulting America. Um, parkour is American in the sense that it originated in France. Oh no, but it's called American Parkour X, the video name. So I guess I guess were, we're American parkourists. They felt you were French, insulting their uh, the newfound American rap. I don't know. Yeah, American style parkour. Yeah. All right. Well, the finale. Um. Orange, you oranges, and orange, my banana. And by the way, you apple, you spinach, strawberries, I hope you blueberry, and go to pumpkin. And then you'll <laughs> lick my banana that I'll send you from heaven. Spinach, orange, and guava. You don't even know what parkour is. <laughs> wow. Now there's a fruit basket. <laughs> hey, you know, I, uh, he, he felt bad later and uh, told us that he was drunk at the time. Um, but what if he was drunk now and didn't know if he was drunk at the time? I think he has a sad life where he's always drunk, so... Oh, he's just, well, that sounds pretty exciting. Who are we to say? He viewed Ooh. Matt's Parkour X video, so... He's a hero. He's a hero he amongst 6,193 others. These yeah. are the people who are... This is your target audience. Oh, these are the superheroes, the people who left comments, not just the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. All right, One well, of, well, way yeah. to keep it real, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. What we have for today is a new segment we'd like to call Matt Fister is Adventure Chef. Matt Fister Adventure Chef. Matt <laughs> 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 That's good. Um, Moving on. All right. So in this segment, I will be telling you about an adventure I had with a new kind of food. And this isn't a new kind of food in the McSweeney sense, in which it's a newly created food. This is an old food, or maybe a new food, that I haven't tried before. In this case, the food for this week was the parsnip. Now, as many of you know, or don't know, a parsnip is a root vegetable... Mark, have you ever had a parsnip? I might have. It looks a lot like a carrot, so I could have been tricked. Right. It looks like a long, whitish carrot. Long, longer and like bigger than a carrot. At least mine were. And and I don't. I mean, I don't buy the biggest carrots in the world. But these were. This was like a big tuber. Can Can you buy a baby parsnip? I don't know. You know I couldn't. Oh, okay. I thought. I always thought parsnip was a kind of treat for a cat. That's catnip, yeah, Nate. Catnip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's close. Yeah, they're it's related. A nip. It's in the nip family. <laughs> um, okay. So I bought my parsnips, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing with them because uh, it's like a vegetable. So I was thinking first that I'd steam it, and this was my own idea. But then I looked it up online, and an alternative to steaming it was roasting it. And it kind of seemed to me that the, that the parsnip was a medieval vegetable. 
So I figured that roasting it would be more truer to the real sense of the parsnip. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Oh, yeah. Over so I um, I first cut it cut it in half lengthwise. This is what I read online to do. Well, they first said to peel it, but I wasn't doing that. That seemed like a bunch of work. Did you I don't even it? have a vegetable peeler. So I just uh, cut it in half lengthwise, which was really really difficult. It was harder than cutting a potato in half. Are potatoes hard to cut? No, not really. But the parsnip was. Okay. It's kind of like if you imagine like how cutting a carrot in half would be. Just gotta get it started. Are pretty thick too, right? Yeah, it was really thick. And like, kind of got wood-like on the on the long, big end. That's probably the why they wanted you to to peel it. Yeah. Eh, I guess. But uh, I cut it in half lengthwise, and then I put some um, <laughs> olive oil on it. And Ooh. some salt and pepper. Was yeah. it was it extra virgin olive oil or just regular olive oil? Oh, it was E V O O. Okay. I watched Rachel Ray favorite. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I put it in the oven for thirty minutes. Remember that viewers, thirty minutes. I then um took it out and ate it. Now what do you imagine a parsnip would taste like? Hmm. Sweet. I'd imagine. Carrots are sweet. Starchy. It was it was starchy, and it was sweet. It was kind of like a sweet potato, except a little more carroty. Mm. What was mm. the, so was the starchy texture like a potato, or was it a little more uh No, no, it was, it was a little mushier than a potato would be. More like the texture of a sweet potato. Oh, okay. Or I guess, I don't know, I haven't baked a carrot ever, <laughs> but I bet it would be a lot like it. <laughs> I could go do that. I've got yeah. some downstairs. <laughs> Um, but it had a kind of perfumed taste to it. Now, I I didn't I didn't want to ask you this while you're cooking, and I want to save it for the show. But, yeah. Um, did you Wikipedia to parsnip? Um, no. Did Did you know it's related to poison hemlock? Poison hemlock. That's what took down Plato. It, <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought Socrates. Yeah, whoever. Okay. I thought that so, was the man in the bushes. I only made a comic about them. <laughs> I don't I, care which one's which. I didn't want to tell you in case you picked up the wrong one. Um, I thought it would make interesting, you know. If I died on yeah, the air. if you died on the air. <laughs> that would be a good show. Yeah. The, the ratings would go way up. Viewers, you should call Matt and let him know how many days you think it would take <laughs> until the neighbors notice he was dead. <laughs> I don't know. All Probably right. a while. I'm sorry for sidetracking you there. Um, oh, that's okay. So, uh, the parsnip, I ate it. And, uh, it was good on the small end, but when you got to the big end, it wasn't so good. It was sweet and, like, soft on the small end. Mm. And, like, the skin got kind of good on that end. But at the so big the, end, it was just kind of, like, like yeah. too much. Like, so, this, is, this is too much of the same thing. I don't want to eat it anymore. So did you start from the small end and work your way to the thick end? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the lesson for our listeners is you should always be a little Indian? Yeah, or just chop off the big end and just eat the small end because it's really cheap. It's like 30 cents. <laughs> All right. Was that, was that your entire meal? No. Oh, okay. This was like a snack. <laughs> a late night snack. It was. It was like an 11. No, it was 10. like dessert. Yeah, because I ate some lasagna before that. And then I cooked the parsnip. Can, can I ask how the, uh, another meal of yours went? Um, how, how the turkey one? 
Um, oh yeah, so I brined a turkey leg last week. You uh, brined it? Yeah. With salt water? Yes. That's how you brine something. For like you four soak hours, it in salt. right? Yeah, for four hours. It was uh, pretty good. It, uh, would you, uh, would standard you, would you standard turkey like fare, I would say. Would you cook your whole turkey that way? Um, you'd probably have to brine it for like days, Mark. Yeah, and I, it, I wouldn't cook a turkey anyway, so I don't know. What did about it a taste ham? like a? I have cooked a ham, but I wouldn't brine it because that would be way too much salt. <laughs> That'd be more salt than anyone could ever take. <laughs> did it taste like a sea turkey? Yes. Turkey of I've the eaten sea. the sea turkey, <laughs> so I know. Is that like two? So now there's now there's chicken and turkey of the sea. Yep. It's is nice. There, was there a lot of turkey? Mercury? Is like dolphin. Oh, delicious. Yeah. No, that's just bad tuna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turkey is like Ayo. killer whale. <laughs> Orca. <laughs> Orca. <Shark>. Orca. <laughs> Divers. Oh. <laughs> oh. Dead oh. pirates. Yeah. Ghost pirates. All right, I think that's enough for this this episode of Adventure Chef. Um, right. Tune in next it's, week. It's Mapister the Adventure Chef. My pister adventure shop, my pister adventure shop, my pister adventure shop. Wow. Okay, so um, now we're going to read a response from our reader from our last episode of Top Secret Blog Expose. Dear Mr. Fister, I recently had the pleasures of listening to your podcast, Top Secret Blog Exposé, and I am responding to your most humble request for input and suggestions. First, however, let me congratulate you on the wild success of the series' initial installment, the broad impact of technology, and its place in our ever-increasingly fast-paced digital world made the discussion relevant and interesting to those with thirsty minds. Your guest speaker was captivating, and it was a delight to hear his answers to questions about what it is what what is at the cutting edge of today's evolving technology product lines while we're on the topic of technology i thought that perhaps you might consider the following for one of your future podcasts i've read a comment on the internet that modern computers are merely a fad that are soon to pass like slap bracelets and pogs did in the 90s and of course it is a universal truth that everything on the internet is true i mean really this whole technology boom has got to stop somewhere right and what's more there's much to be said about the glories of computing past. Perhaps we've got the wrong idea about computers today. Everyone wants a smaller, lighter, faster computer. Why? I suggest that nowadays we're not getting enough bang for our buck. If I'm going to buy a computer, I want a computer. Let it take up the whole room. That way, everyone will know that my computer is bigger and better. Obviously, the more space it takes up, the more it can do. Why do we t- want our- to take our computers to places with us? We should let computers take us places. And quite personally, I don't know if I trust computers that whiz through calculations like Steelers fans whiz out of football games at the first sign of a loss. Slow and steady wins the race, my friends. Punch cards. How elegant. It's like you can see the map happening in front of your eyes. Let's bring that back. It's art. Let me also harken back to the great computing language, Fortran. To lose touch with this would be like losing touch with our very ancestry. A mind trained in the art of Fortran programming is a mind ready to attack the problems of the world with vigor and perseverance, but only after declaring variables and allocating memory space, of course. 
You may not know that Dr. Nathan Hogan, your esteemed podcast guest from last week, is an expert on computer history. He is currently the professor of computing antiquities at Heritage Halls University. You'll find that the topics discussed above resonate deep within his heart. Interestingly, he is world-renowned for his support of a return to the older days of computing technology and would be an excellent resource if you choose to pursue this sensitive subject. I suggest perhaps setting up a debate with Mr. Hogan to hash out whether or not we should actually move forward with computers. He is particularly fond of the abacus, slide rule, and pocket calculator, so be sure to bring these up as well. I look forward to the future of Top Secret Black Exposé and wish you well with the series. Sincerely, an admiring member of your audience. All right, Nate, I didn't know you were a professor. I thought you were just well, an engineer at Apple. Yeah, what happened it's, to that? Uh, Do you quit? It was, it was an online thing, and it's not really accredited, so few acknowledge it, but I am a, a, a doctor of computer history. We'll okay, well, it. what do you think about uh, these new computers being smaller instead of bigger? I think it's trash. I mean, if I'm paying money, good money, for a computer, it's got to be big, because bigger is better. I mean, for the computing power you got from a vacuum tube, it was not only clean, but efficient. Okay, so that. what's... In your opinion, what's the best computer ever made? Well, the best computer ever made goes back to the early, early 80s when IBM made Deep Blue. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so. It beat a man. It beat a man? It beat a man. Oh, you mean in chess? Well, semantics, really. Ah. <laughs> Did it kill the man? Or... <laughs> See, most people don't hear the second half of the story. After it beat him in chess, it humiliated him outside in the alley and beat him... Beat him senseless? Up. Yeah. Beat him senseless with some cathode ray tubes. Wow. Wow. I never, I never did hear that part of the story, but uh, no. it's good to know. I think I'm uh, going to stick with small computers, ones that don't kill us. <laughs> yeah, this is one kind of like, that, a, this is like a Terminator Matrix issue. Like the Pansy Airbook. Yeah. Until Sarah Connor comes back and saves us all. <laughs> is he going to shoot Steve Waz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoot Steve Waz so he never invents the airbook. <laughs> it's going to bring us down. <laughs> Just wait. What do you we think should... they have time capsules for, huh? Ah, oh, they're guarding our information. Is yeah, to... for oh. the future, so they can eradicate us. They know where our hotspots are. They know our weaknesses. <laughs> yep. Panera they will access our networks. <laughs> yep. Wow. This is a frightening prospect. I don't, I don't this know. is. I'm worried about these computers coming over here. I'm beating sure. me up. So I, I think I'm going to take the position that the big computers are good, so that they're not jealous. That's right. Okay, well, thanks for your input, Dr. Nate Hogan. You're welcome. I think that's about all our time for this week. Um, we'd like to make a few more humble requests for our audience. Um, we have a telephone hotline. You can call me and leave a message. And uh, if you're... Uh, awesome which means you call me you'll be on the show it's easy the phone number is 781-305-3089
That's 781-305-3089. That's Call the him. Blog Expose Call Hotline. Him. <laughs> um, Call him. Call him on the line. Call him. Call me every day yeah. and night. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, remember, so, when you do call me, two things may happen. Thing one, you get my answering machine, or voicemail, or whatever it is. Uh, then you'll be on the show, probably. The other thing that can happen is I answer the phone, which is pretty likely, because, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, like, not answer my phone, so you can make <laughs> a message. So, uh, if that happens, you can talk to me, but don't be creeped out, because I'm normal. He's a good person. I'm a good person. I won't tell you anything strange. You might tell him something strange. Yeah, you might tell me something strange. But then, in that case, um, you'll have the opportunity to call back and leave your message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Remember. I didn't want to talk to a human. Just give me the machine. Remember, you yeah. can always hang up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get me, if I start getting calls, though, where people keep hanging up, I'm be annoyed. <laughs> I, guess I, suggest, I suggest calling and then just breathing heavily when you pick up. <laughs> Yeah, we'll play it on the air if I don't answer. That way he'll stop picking up. <laughs> also, if you have some free time, check out the American Parkour X video on YouTube. He's only yeah, got yeah. 6,000 hits. Hall of Notes, Out of Touch Music video, which has been... Oh, jeez. What the? Has been available for, for nine months. Has 180,000 pushing 181,000. So I think we so can we 30 times page. more popular. Will be more popular. <laughs> yeah. than Hall Notes, Notes is at least 30 times more popular than Matt Fister. So this is gonna let's go get viral, those hits people. going. Be part of a movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we? Yeah. Should we so play, uh, I'll post a link of that on my blog. A link to that. Do we want to play the first caller? Actually, we have had one caller. Oh yeah, I'll play the first caller now. Hi, Mom, Steve. Uh, just giving you a call. I'm going uh, to stop by after work. So I'll give you a call later on. Bye-bye. <laughs> so uh, wasn't that funny, that missed call? That was missed. That was That's uh, what it's like. It was insightful. It was. I learned about, uh, what was his name? Steve. Steve? Yeah. I thought it was Dave. No. So as you can tell, we uh, didn't actually play it now. It, it was this, Dave. It was no, it was Dave. No, it was, he's oh, calling Dave. his mother. No, he's calling Bob. His mom. No, he says mom, but it oh, sounds really? like Bob. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was funnier if it was Bob. I thought it was Bob. <laughs> it was like two generic names trying to reach each other in the night. It was very poetic. <laughs> yeah. All right. You Like the late Heath Ledger. Way to keep it topical, Nate. Way, way, to, way to bring it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're doing right. so well. Yeah. But just remember, don't don't leave your don't make a message like what uh, Steve or Dave, you know. Dave. Dave. Okay, we're settling on Dave. You can be more creative than Dave, and Fister is not your mother. And you don't have to be more creative though. Well, that's don't. true. Just call. Yeah. Uh, call. Sorry. Content Nate, don't over, intimidate the listeners. Content over <laughs> quality, people. Yeah, yeah, that's been my, my motto. Um, we live by that. Yeah. <laughs> I go actually. My motto is presentation over content. That's my new motto. This, this isn't paper, rock, scissor, fester. 
Oh yeah, it is, and I won. Oh shit. Volcano. Rock Lobster. What is this Rock Lobster? You don't know the song Rock is Lobster? Is, is, that, <laughs> is that from a show? No, it's from uh, the band that's saying uh, B-52s. Yeah, B-52s. <laughs> Something Rock like that. Lobster. I'm obviously out of touch with the user. That's, yeah. that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it was close. I'll was work really on it. Close. I'll get it. I'll get it for next week's. <laughs> Without ever hearing it before, I'd say that sounded pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Alright, well I think that's it for this week. Um tune in next week. We'll probably have this up. About the same time in the middle of the week. Unless Mister um, is killed. Yes. I'm a little worried. Um, yeah. But I guess yeah, I'm watch not out his for mom. Dave. Yeah. Dave's gonna be upset that you put him on the air. Yeah, he'll get Dave's over gonna it. be upset that you weren't his mother. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for him. I don't know why he doesn't show up already. What an inconsiderate son. You had, a, you had a parsnip ready. I did. I cooked him a parsnip. Whoa, wait. Did you kill Dave? What? It sounded like you cooked Dave. I did. <laughs> a parsnip. Oh, <laughs> Next no. week's adventure, chef. <laughs> yeah, no. Human digits. Human. <laughs> the secret meat. <laughs> it's... Uh... The adventure chef keeps all human flesh. <laughs> Alright, I think that's it for this week. Tune in next week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Good night. Bye. You've been Top Secret Blog Expose. You listened to what we said. Things that were on your mind. Things of most every kind. Top Secret Blog Expose. Listen to what we said. Things that were so much fun I loved when Matt made that pun Top Secret Blog Expose Top Secret Blog Expose Top Secret